Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to a conversation with the Conley glazed donuts, tongue and beef, and hand puppets. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight, yes, we have the infamous, the Conley, who all of you have known since the beginning, probably the beginning of time. I have no idea. He's in a, He has an enigma behind him, and I'm looking forward to having him on the show here in a little bit. He is definitely part of Bard's Nation and is a big part of it and even has his own podcast now, which is really awesome. And we'll talk all about those things here very shortly. I'm sure you're in for a show knowing him. Hopefully, I'll be able to get a word in edgewise because we know the Conley <laughs> likes to talk. So, Patriots, with that, real quickly, make sure you're taking good care of everything in your life, getting prepared for the craziness that's coming because I got news. These people that are running this clown show don't want you to succeed. Make sure you protect your wealth. Patriots, despite the U.S. blowing through the $31.4 trillion debt ceiling in January, the leftist White House still refuses to reduce spending. While our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand when it comes to fiscal responsibility, it's all the more time for you to be proactive. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold. In times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king. It's dependable. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text BARDS to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of their precious metal specialists. Think about it. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for $247,000. And it's only getting worse. Protect yourself with gold today by texting BARS to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text BARDS to 989898 today. Remember, that's BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 today. That's it. Text BARDS 989898. You will not be disappointed, Patriots. Hey, Patriots, there's something else that's going to let you know it's coming up, and it'll be starting probably Sunday night. If you all are, like I am, always on the wares for the craziness of this insane cabal that's running the world, I have been using a company that has an EMF protector for the vehicles, and I have brought them online, and they're they're an awesome company. I can already tell you who they are. They're, they're EMF Shield, EMP Shield, sorry, www.empshield.com www.empshield.com. I'll talk more about them on Sunday night, but the BARDS code is active there. So B-A-R-D-S, you can use that at your checkout. They've got uh, EMP shields for the house, for the vehicles. 
I have it. Uh, we have it on both of our vehicles here. We're installing one on the house, and we're, I'm also going to put one on my ATV. So they've got all those things. They're awesome. They're a great product. They've been tested. So check that out and use your BARDS code there at checkout, and you'll save, I think, 10% or something. So it's pretty good. So check that out. Good product. I've got it installed. And as you know, I don't like promoting anything that I don't use or haven't investigated deeply. And there we go. All right. So here we are. The Conley's actually in chat. And he's actually, I'm looking at him right here live, which you don't see him, but he's looking pretty, he doesn't look as nice as he looks in his avatar in, in chat. But anyway, uh, what's going on, man? How are you? Well, I even took a shower today too, because I knew that I was coming <laughs> on with you. And last night, uh, you know, I was on with Duncan and I told him I would, because of who he was having on, I wore pants. So tonight was a special night because I actually took a shower and I'm wearing pants. So are you a kilt guy? It, it, are you a kilt? No, 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 not a kilt. I'm an Irish guy. Okay. So we usually don't walk around in pants, period. You just don't wear anything. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, during the show, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. Hook. All right. So <laughs> tell me how your podcast is going. Cause you started that recently and I'm, I hear you're, it's just ranking, ranking good. It's doing well. Um, I think, uh, tonight was episode 36, but I've done 33, um, this year and just on uh for just the 36 i'm nearly at seven thousand downloads oh, nice dude. so far yeah That's and great. um it's been not any i don't get off on um like tuning my own horn like you it's difficult to to talk about yourself and how things are going but you know it, it was neat to for me to be able to see the different uh countries of people who consistently listen yeah. You know, I've had, yeah, like Ukraine, I've got nine, 10 downloads, just, you know, not in one day. Yeah. They're trying they're to consistent. find truth in the midst of their crazy propaganda. They are. Right well, that's yeah. why I call it the, the, the border clash over there. Yeah. And, um, you know, and in New Zealand and Japan and obviously, you know, North America, you know, the, the U S and Canada, but it's just neat to see that there's other people listening and, um, uh, seriously, I'm just a, just a dude, you know? Yeah. And, um, but I like it. I've enjoyed it. I get to, I have a lot of people that, that call in and I enjoy that too. It's, um, it, the so, so what's I the format of, of your show? Cause it's different than mine. And I, and I, and we, first of all, how many, how, what are you doing? Once a day? Once a day. It's okay. at six o'clock or seven, seven o'clock, uh, central time. Mm-hmm. Eight, eight o'clock on the on the east coast you guys on the west coast know how to do math so i don't have to tell you what time i got to do over there <laughs> better do and it for some of them. so that would be if it's seven o'clock people that would be five o'clock on the west coast five o'clock right, right. Okay, and right. then but see here's the actually what thing, conley was doing there was covering the fact that he didn't know how to do the math so i just exactly. helped him out so go ahead <laughs> I, I need to probably just go ahead and give the regular time zones because it does take up an yeah. amount of time and show time which isn't bad and uh but it's uh it's really kind of um it's really been interesting. I I have a list and I can show it to you. I mean, I have I have my I have the date because I have to write down the date and then you know my episode and then I have, you know, just kind of my bullet points. Mm-hmm. I'll have five, six usually different topics. And some of it is stuff that um we're all kind of paying attention to. It'll be um it's interesting because I'll have written something down um, say in the morning, and then you'll, you'll talk about it on, uh, bended knee, let's say in before the prayer or even after, and I may pick it up and do it, um, you know, that night, 
I don't want to be repetitive. If it's um, something that, you know, Duncan text me, then I won't talk about it unless it's um, really something super important, especially if it's in something that I know that you may be talking about later. Cause you come, you come on right after my show. Mm -hmm. So I ended mine, kicked it off and then, and then came here. And then um, I'll have a 30 minute break and then um, get on with Duncan on Kilted Christian. And mine is to, to call in because I think that, that, that people it's, it's neat to, to talk and chat. I think people want to hear, have their voices heard and the more that we audibly say what it is on our mind then uh, especially even just on a small podcast like this one we're going to be more apt to be able to do it out within our circle of influence and beyond that outside the box in our communities we're not going to be as hesitant necessarily to go into um, your school board or your hospital board or your county commissioner meeting so that and you may not speak the first couple of times, but you're at least there. But then you're going to, you will have had the experience of, of having other people listen to what you have to say. And it, and it gives people a voice too. No, it definitely does. I'm, a, you know, I'm really happy you're doing audio. Duncan's doing audio. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm huge on it. And there's reasons I am that I, I'm just going to, you know, kind of reinforce what you and I've talked about it. But one of the right. things about audio is that people listen more. And there is a lot more of the mind exercise going on. That's provable. I can prove that even in every metric that I get that I've had. I'm coming up now on, uh, I guess, five years. It'll be in just about three months. It'll be five years doing this. And I can tell you that when you look at the average listening time of a video, which is usually like three minutes um, to, say, five minutes, an average listening time to this podcast pushes 21 to 24 minutes. Yeah. So that's a phenomenal, and you're going to see that yourself. The other thing I find mm-hmm. really interesting, which is what you just said, uh, which your observation was the f- people from the foreign audiences, I don't think we give enough credit to how important the American voice is to the world. And that's mm-hmm. part of what is coming in here. We're really fortunate in Bard's Nation to draw in so many people from around the globe. And that's 120 countries, literally. I just had somebody just the other day say hello from South Africa. We've got people in Brazil, Chile. We have a we have a bars flag flying in Chile. We yeah. have UK. Yeah. We've got Australia. We've got Russia. We've got Ukraine. We've got even probably the Chinese CCP, but they're listening in from China. And I always welcome them. Hello, CCP. How are you? Nice to know you're here. Uh, I want to say hi to the Lao Beijing, though. Yeah. That's who we're really talking to. <laughs> exactly. Those are, the, those are the fighters. Well, we're actually, and we're really talking to Biden's hand puppet masters, so that's good, too. But all of that. <laughs> thanks for the balloon, by the way. It was neat. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for helping us figure out how to build a balloon that we built with our parts and blamed you. So thank you very much. That was really How did nice. you guys get all the fortune cookies in there when they <laughs> fell down? It was like a Chinese pinata. <laughs> Now, we didn't even talk about that. Like, what they're really not telling us is when they shot it down, everybody was on the ground going, hey, hey, well, I want that fortune cookie. I want to see what my fortune says. <laughs> like, oh, I got my lotto numbers for the week. <laughs> That's the truth. So you've got all the Air Force guys out there, like, out there buying lotto tickets right now going, oh, yeah, that's awesome. I used a Sidewinder missile to get this win for me this week. <laughs> oh, man, I'm telling you. We hey, are- did you ever find out who... What uh, what squadron those those fighters came out of? I think it was ninety. Well, it depends. The one in Alaska was ninetieth, I think. 
if I'm not, it was this 90th squadron or something like that. They're the, they're the NORAD group up there. But I think that right. one was just a staged event. My personal. It may have been, I was just, I just wanted to know who to send balloons to. What, <laughs> what, what pilot, you know, do you think he's really going to put a balloon stamp on his fighter fighter plane? I, he should. We should. I you think know, he should. Well, it, and here's the, now here's a crazy one. And I, Confirmed it again today. So the DOD has said that up at Lake Huron, they fired two missiles. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. One of them magically disappeared, which yeah. they're not saying where it went. But it's the firmament. It, right. But here's the other thing that's kind of strange. That's the same day that tanker blew up. I heard you bring that up. Yeah, now, that's kind of odd. It's like, um, oops. <laughs> Oops, that uh, false flag event. We just kind of lit off some um, vinyl chloride. Oops, sorry. Oh, quite quick. Does that qualify for FEMA FEMA insurance? No, I'm sorry. It does not. That was a domestic terror event caused by our own military. Oh, okay. So, I mean, that's kind of the the ridiculousness that we're seeing right now. I mean. Why does Tony Sparrow McAllen have a train on his plane now? Exactly. Way to go, Maverick. Yeah, and exactly. What did happen to all that? I mean, we are. This is truly, truly Clownville that we're in right now. It it is it is a. Uh, I tell you what, it is. And one of the things that I talk about on my show, and I've heard you say the same thing, which is really neat that we're. It's not an echo chamber, but we're 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 all echoing the same things, because of our belief and our faith and our relationship with Christ, we are able to. Um, I don't want to say be disassociative of what's going on, but we're definitely not um, having to be, we, our emotions don't necessarily get ramped up to level 11. Like they try to get their, the, the, the regular folks ramped up, mm-hmm. you know, like I said tonight, um, they use uh, fear porn where in barge nation, we use food porn because food's the best, right? right. That's what drives us. That's what we focus on, but they have to focus on fear. And when they, when you, you know, so you're talking your, glazed your, donuts. Oh, daddy, you know, homemade yeah, buttermilk okay. glazed donuts. So we're there. Save the world. Make sure. Along, yeah. <laughs> along with bacon, along with bacon and Christ, those three things. Uh, listen to that. Now listen to that. I want everybody in the world to listen to this. This is the American way of saving the world. Bacon. Glazed buttermilk biscuit or glazed butter, buttermilk donuts, and if you are in one of those countries that hasn't experienced that, uh, get over here. We we got some teaching to give to you. And then apparently we, you can come through the southern border. It'll be okay. <laughs> it's wide open down in <laughs> Texas. Don't worry, yeah. we'll welcome you in. Just just tell them that you're from Guatemala, and they'll let you right in. <laughs> right. And then and then we've got bacon. So if you have those three things together, yeah. we literally, I mean, that's Christ. Glazed buttermilk donuts and bacon. Whew, and bacon. I think I think tacos is more kind of the logistical is what keeps the logistic and the supply chain people going on. Yeah, but that's know? that's punky. That is punky. Yeah, she, and she, her flamethrower. Yeah, and she her flamethrower. Flame yep, you that's, bet. Yep, that's the. That, and we got to get punky here. Uh, and for those of you that don't get into chat, Punky is one of our notorious taco makers who's building up a repertoire of tacos that's eventually going to mm-hmm. lead to a taco truck that's going to travel the country and save souls. It's going to be awesome. Yes. It's an armory of tacos. It's, it is an armory of tacos. So that's good. And she has a really good podcast, too. It's yeah. a neat one. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's coming on here. She doesn't know it, but she does now. She's coming on. Yeah, here she too. does now. She's coming on. It's a, it's a good one. There's, it's, you know, I'm just going to tell you something, because, and I've done this with Duncan which is neat because I've made him blush and I'm about to make the other Scott Scotsman blush too. 
because it is it is really because and i've said this before on my show and on duncan's show it is because you listen to god and i told you remember on twitter a long time ago i told you you were going to have an impact yeah and i didn't know what that meant and uh but i knew and you have and out of that you've created your um the b dads for those of you who are new who want to know that's the bards digital army division and now we've got um, regiments that are being created out of that and regiment leaders. And that's the neat thing. I think that that's, that is being born out of this. And you've had some really, you've had a tremendous amount of leadership, but because you listened to what God was telling you is why a lot of that has happened. Well, I appreciate it. And that's that. a thank neat you. thing. That's very You're welcome. So thank you. Yeah. Didn't make me blush, but kind of, I won't admit it. It anyway. did a little bit. It's a just the bit. lighting. <laughs> Just, just a little bit. Yeah, no, that's cool. So you've, you have been really doing great on that podcast, especially since you just started it in, in December. Is that right? January. I waited. I really did. Okay. I wanted, I, no kidding. It was a, people were asking me after I filled in for the three days with Duncan when he was traveling and, um, and, and, and I've been on with Duncan since I think tonight is episode 303 for him. I've been on consistently on Kilted Christian I, since episode 84. So I've had a lot of time under my belt. Mm -hmm. and, and doing this is doing through Zoom is really neat because you can see, you know, the other person you can talk and it's, it's kind of like, an, you know, you're interviewing me. But um, doing it on your own, it was, I had to, you know, he, he kind of helped me a little bit, but I still had to get in and do the work and figure it out. And um, he sent me this sure mic now i'm really fancy because i've got the you know we've got the stand on it and i can move it and all of that and i, yeah. I look good oh you at do. least a yeah. professional you you at least look the part yeah whether yeah. or not you and are the have, part you at least look the no part. boy it's up for a lot of debate a lot of debate but you know 90 percent of it's looking good and the other uh 50 is how you sound and um I sound a lot better with the mic. And then now I've got a new interface. Podbean was not working well. There were times that my mic would go out. Yeah, you can't, and, you don't want to go Podbean direct very long. You want to get an interface. Yes. And so I have that. And um, even when I was doing Podbean direct, when it would go out, the neat thing about that though, is that um, for some reason, whatever, the mic would go out, but because it would call in and I had, you know, there were times that, uh, you know, for those of you that know Douglas, Douglas would call in or Punky would call in and then then it would be the last 30 minutes. It was basically their show. And that's kind of how I like it. Um, not everybody wants to hear me talk. They now they like hearing you talk because you've got the velvet voice and you have a lot of <laughs> you have a lot of cool things to say. You have a lot of insightful things to say. You have a lot of the over the horizon type perspective that a lot of people want to hear and whereas me um i like listening and having having that interaction every night so it's it's um well this this is i'm going to catch you off here because this is where i i see the what's happening and, and what i it makes me just really happy you're mm -hmm. tailoring a show to you and right. you're not trying to be someone else i think this is the big story here of all of the podcasts is each person is finding their passion and that's centered on gifts and talents and you're providing a, a different experience. And this is what we're trying to, what we're encouraging is that as people mm -hmm. are finding a way to express what we need, we need more information warriors right now. That's just the bottom line. That's the, what God put on my heart 
We need a lot more. And this is that program I told you we're going to be ramping up all year. You're part of that in the first right. echelon. So is Punky. So we've got um, uh, Flightworks Mary and Ron Johnston are doing their show. I mean, that's yeah. that's another one. And there's others. We've got um, Maga Qnut has got his going now. So um, the best name ever. I'm, I'm going to give him always the credit of the best name. So we've really got a real turnout. And there's more than that, I know, coming out here. But it's really powerful and starting to see people having been here with ideas incubating and now hitting the ground running. And this is great. And there's a lot of collective experience. One other um, footnote, and this is just an announcement to everybody. Sweetwater, which is a fantastic supply for podcasting and instrument equipment. Right. But I've been talking to my sales rep there. And what um, we're, I'm working on, and it's, I think we're pretty much there, he will, be, he will make himself available to anybody in Bard's Nation as they call in and then help work the best value he can for the budget each person has. So if you're going to call in and want a mic and a mic interface, you have X number of dollars, he will be, your, he will be a point of contact, a personal point of contact at Sweetwater. They will then work with your budget, maybe cut down the shipping costs, maybe give you a little cut here or there. But everything will be focused on trying to get the best value for the dollar. And they, they're a really good company, really happy to have that. So that's something that um, we're going to move forward with. So that's coming up very soon. I think so. that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah I it, think that's it, neat. Well, it's, I had originally thought about doing preset packages at a discount. And, it, and it's really, there's too much variable in the industry. There's too many different options out there. And there's some good options especially when you get into different budgets. So rather than say, you know, you have to follow this package that's, say, $500, and someone says, well, I don't have $500, I only have $150. Well, that's where he comes in because he's going to be able to guide you on as much as he can and, and give you the best value and so forth. So that that's kind of the idea because you can spend as a little to as much as you want literally on this equipment. Want. There's really – the sky's the limit on equipment cost. Trust me. I can look at my mic collection and go, yep, that's true. But, uh, <laughs> well, now the mic that you have right there, yeah. Which which one is that? That's an EVRE twenty, right? Uh, so that's a Electro Voice, which is the same mic that Steve Bannon uses. I mean, I'm not using it that way, but just so people visually can put it in their head. The yeah. EVRE twenty is probably one of the most durable and level mics for podcasting. I prefer what's called a, a Neumann TLM forty nine. Um, but it, the interface that I was using wasn't powerful enough to, it needs phantom power, and it wasn't powerful enough to drive it, and it was dropping out a lot. So I'm, this mic has proven to be absolutely rock solid. It's also great for travel. You can literally about drop it out of a plane and it'll still work. It's a fantastic mic. It doesn't use phantom power. Just a great piece. So I, I this mic, just so people know, the mic that I currently use, if you're if you're wanting to get into that, it's about $650. It's a great mic, but you're using a great mic, which is a sure mic. Sounds good, which is yeah. the best thing. The ultimate thing is just that a mic sounds good with your voice. That's the biggest That's thing. That's the main thing. Right. Yeah. So, and there's and I, a lot of choices out there. Well, there's, and there's a lot of different interfaces. You know, you have, I think you have, now you've got the, the Rodecaster 2, there's right. a Rodecaster 1. Right. I just have a, um, I just have an M Audio. Yep, so I it's just it. a, yeah, it's just a box. It's and a box. Yeah. The one thing that it doesn't do um, that I was able to do, and it, it, and obviously it does it myself, but I downloaded the the um, the app for the for the mic, and I could change, I could condense it myself mm -hmm. before I had my interface. <clears throat> and if it wasn't for Podbean, being Podbean, I could I could manage my 
my condenser, I can manage my base, my, you know, all that stuff. This thing does all of it, you know, um, right. it, on its own. So it works. I, I don't like going back and listening to my shows. Um, I do only because I want to, I want to know, I want to hear how I sound. And then I want to make sure, um, that I'm cutting out a lot of the ums and the ahs and the, you know, and that my speech is flowing, you know, well, and there's not a lot of pause and dead air and things like that. So, uh, and very, I'm one of those, I don't like listening to my own voice. I sound a whole lot better now talking live than I do on the recording, which is, that's just me though, but I enjoy it. It's a, I tell you what, it's a neat thing. And I, I think what you're, what you're doing what you're, what you're trying to achieve with the county by county and the local podcast, you're going to, the folks who are going to really, as you evolve and learn and, and, and tweak things to how you do things, you're going to find a lot of people that are out there in your community and your county that you're going to be able to talk to. Um, you have some really high speed people that you interview. I, I heard the other day um, that you're going to, you're, you're looking at maybe trying to get Mike Glover on. Yep. And, and I think he's a, he's a Dallas guy. Yes, and I need to get him on. Yeah. Neat guy. And I've listened to him on another, another guy's show. Um, that I really like, I like the way he interviews. He interviews very similar to you. You let your people that you're, that you're interviewing, you let them talk and you have a very good interview, um, technique. You interject at times. I know with doc, like Dr. Lee Merritt, it's difficult to even interject anything Not with, possible. with, with her, but, um, she's, you know, your, your, your style is very, is just, is just awesome. Oh, thanks. I, I like mine to, to do this. I want to try to mirror that. And then, and that's why I have, I like the color part, but when now I'm going to start introducing people on my show that are going to be out of the DFW area. Uh, friends of mine who have situational awareness training classes, things like that. But it's, it's so it's more kind of localized, similar to that. Folks who are going to take this up are going to be able to now hopefully get outside their own box to you're going to begin to discover people like that. Uh, there's a guy who's got 4,000 people on a Facebook homesteading page who falls in line with the county by county stuff. Well, you know, there's a the guy that um, trained me in photography. And he was, mm -hmm. a Pul he was a Pulitzer Prize winner, combat photographer. And the challenge that he always put forward is that if you're if you to take a month and to focus only on your backyard and produce one great photo a day, that sounds crazy, but it's the it's very possible. And you're it obviously it takes you in from everything from every level of photography down to macro photography. Um, the point of this is it's really the county by county model in a in a different lens. Because there is so much wealth in our counties of knowledge, of experience, of people that have good voices. there It's all there. And when people start to dig into that and realize what's actually around us in our counties, it's stunning. We start to get amazing interviews and start to really learn our community and literally learn our, in our terrain, our human terrain that's around us in these areas. And that's Another objective of the county by county piece in, in the podcasting level is to look deep within where we are. We keep, I mean, this podcast is designed to bring in big voices and to s disseminate that down. 
But as we transition to a county by county model with others, the encouragement I have is dig deep because there's so much in our counties that we don't really realize. And every time I, I experienced this in 2017, that was before they threw me in jail. But um, the, in 2017, when I was traveling around the country, literally doing a town by town, county by county podcast on the road, and you would stumble into the most amazing places, little holes in the wall that would have rich histories, deep stories in them. The people there were just amazing, and nobody knew about it. And that's part of elevating this this up, to start really realizing the fabric and the depth of who we are as Americans. Because this media, this administration, these tyr- this tyrannical government, and it is a tyrannical government, and it is despotic, and it does need to be removed, just so I'm clear about that, all of those things... Um, they want you to believe that they are the only game in town and that no one else has the experience, no one else has the knowledge, and no one else can do what they do, which I would probably say that's true, but from a very different optic, we probably can't screw the world up as well as they can, but they have mastered that process in their life beautifully, you know? Yes, they have. <laughs> yes, they have. I think what it falls in line with... Um the culling from the herd, you know, um, if they can, they, they showed that with the lockdown, excuse me, with the lockdowns and with the isolationism and the six feet, then you, you need to be isolated so that you feel alone. And then now we're going to give you some toys to, um, satisfy you during your isolationism. We're going to give you meta. We're going to give you the VR. Now we're going to give you AI Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is one, one other component to that. And, um, is look at, look at the adult film industry as a whole. Now, when you can have, um, an AI form of that, that's accessible to your computer that will talk to you now as a, as a date or even a significant other, where's the need? to be able to, to, to go out and socialize in out in the public, which is what is the exact opposite of what, uh, the County by County is, is all about. Right. They are. Yeah. They're trying to call people and separate them. So they're in their little own little well, world. Well, here, here's something that's, you just hit something that's really important. I don't know if, how many people realize this, but the way that the porn industry, or I'm sorry, the way that the internet learned to t- to make money was through the porn industry. Right. It was the porn industry that mastered IP tracking. It was the porn industry that that used like geolocation for for ads. They were the first ones to do these things. In fact, and and this was just as you studied those models, not the porn, but the, the models of what they were doing. They were the cutting edge in the porn industry. And the sick part about it is people were willing, they were the first group of people willing to pay. Now, why I bring that up is they're doing the same thing again for the new AI web 3.0, which is a, a, a hybrid of, or an early hybrid of meta. And they're doing exactly that because now they're bringing in the AI um, porn avatar. You know, this it's not even an avatar. It looks like a real person. It's porn created people, or I mean, AI created porn stars that are tailored to your interests, I guarantee they are going to make a fist load of money on this. Mm-hmm. It's, and it will be the launching pad that they, because once they create those revenue models and they start to pull all those metrics, then what they start to do is they start to apply those same systems 
into other domains. That's exactly what they did with the porn industry. Because I will tell you, I remember when, when early in the internet, which was you know mid '90s, and there was so much chatter about how do we monetize to make money in a web that's open and free to people, and that was the turning point. Was the porn industry? They're doing it again. And unfortunately, the moral bankruptcy of our nation is going to lead them to the next level of success. Sadly, it's the truth. Sure will. And it'll sacrifice, it'll sacrifice the <laughs> it'll sacrifice the very people that are that are that are buying it. You know, yep. and, and if if that doesn't expose <clears throat> what they really are, that then that right there. I think the next step will be um now that you can take the AI. You can incorporate that into the dolls that are coming out of, that it, that is really uh, that are that they're being used more in Japan, mm -hmm. and and there's an issue with um, uh, the number of of babies being born in Japan because the men are going towards these life size dolls, <laughs> yes. right? <Yeah. laughs> I mean, sorry, the stupidity it, of humanity just it, it, it is, just it, is, it, yes. it hits new levels all the time. You're like, oh, really? Wow, I never even thought that possible. I mean, I'm just no. like, hmm. But okay. then now you have the AI technology, and you can put a chip inside that doll, and now it will talk to you. That'll be the next thing. It is all designed so that we don't reproduce. It's all designed, which is the antithesis of what God designed, which is is a relationship in marriage between a man and a woman to become one and to procreate. And when you can take that away, we see it in all the other aspects of society that they've done when they've, when they, when they attack the black family unit in the, in the fifties and sixties, and they can eliminate the black male away from the family, get him into the streets. Now he became a revenue stream because they can get him selling drugs that they were pushing and then they can arrest him. And now he's another revenue stream because they have him in the prisons that are privately owned. And you're, you're incorporating attorneys and judges in the judicial system. That all is another revenue stream. And then you have the females who are then, we're going to, we're going to give you the, the federal crack money to be able to uh, continue having babies. But then if you don't want that baby, we're going to give you access to be able to get rid of that baby, which is another revenue stream for them. Mm -hmm. While disassociating and 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 tearing apart that family unit, they're doing that now with the white male. They're doing it with with whites or with Christianity or white Christian nationalism. It is another attempt to to be able to shred apart that again to call everybody from the herd and isolate them. And then we're going to give you the things that we know psychologically are the things that you want and desire that are more often than not biblically based and what your biblical heart needs, but what your worldly heart wants. Those well, are the desires of your heart. Yeah. And here's, here's a, a concern. I mean, this, as we move forward, because what is already happening in this web 3.0, which is a, it's being built as we speak. It is a meta world. It is an interface interactive world. So what they have already accomplished is bringing in the big mega churches to where mm -hmm. they will. Now you can imagine this because this is here. You're going to be able to go to church and you'll be able to go hang out in church virtually and not have to leave your home. And then when you're done with church, you can hit the bar 
and you can hit the porn shop and then you can do, go do some virtual shopping and come home and you're all clean because you didn't really do it. Right. See? Yes. Yeah, yes. This That's is, this is, it's despicable. I, I, I cannot stand this new direction we're going. I think it's. And it, this, and it's not an ethereal, it's not an ethereal thing. No. So when you're talking about, when you're talking about the creation of, of 3.0, there are teams of people. And, and I know that you can speak to this really well because of, of your prior experience and what you did um, before where you, you sat down with a team of people. And in this case, it's going to be psychologists, psychiatrists, uh, and behavioral science type people. It's what they did um, with the, with the uh, documentary uh, social experiment on Netflix, where they sat down with people who worked at Facebook and the guy that created the thumb, the like button on Facebook. And he talked about the team of people that he had that created the hue. First of all, they decided on blue and notice, notice, now, if you're watching television, whether you're watching Fox News or you're watching anything else, blue is now the color. Oh, yeah, because that's a blue-yellow thing from Ukraine. Yeah, There's that, too. But, but they, they came up with the hue of the blue and how that triggered the brain and how that triggered the mind. And then you had people now basing their life around how many likes that they got. Mm-hmm. Because they know they've done the psychology, just like you pointed out earlier, they know how it is to trigger the serotonin and the, and the oxytocin that, that, that the brain will uh, uh, emit when you do certain things. That's, that's what they're trying to do. And that's actually not even what they're trying to do. That's what they are doing. And um, that is why shows like yours, all the other shows, that is why it is important to be able to, to, to get out into your community so that you can talk to people within your circle of influence and outside of that. And just, you don't have to hammer it down their throat. You can do it in a really kind of a Socratic type way and just ask them questions. Have you heard about this? Are you you okay with that? Well, the other thing too, just for those that are about the audio, it kind of gets us back to the audio podcast. You bet. Um, And I will tell you this just from mass amount of doing this and doing this all over the world. If you want to get somebody to talk honestly, it is a lot faster to build a relationship when all they have to do is give their voice. And mm-hmm. they will give you a much more honest testimony on whatever you're asking about than if they're on camera. Because the camera, I and I, you, you, you have to become good at it after in like doing documentary and so forth. But in the short of it, you don't, when you don't have a lot of experience doing it and you're trying to get people to be honest, relaxed and comfortable in front of camera, that takes a lot of work and it's not always successful. Even the best photographers that I know, if they're going to do a story, a photo shoot, say it's going to take them 30 minutes to 45 minutes to warm their subject up. Mm-hmm. When you're in an audio situation, you can talk to people. And of course, I mean, we're, you're, people are getting obviously used to being, harangued by people with cell phones but still my point is that when you are doing an audio issue and you want to get an honest testimony or honest interview from somebody it is relatively quick because all you have to do is to say this is audio only and we just want to get your position and they'll tell you the other advantage to especially when you start talking about disseminating information audio is far easier to transmit onto any network. So if you're doing audio, it will carry on 2G, 3G, 4G, 5G, whatever, very easily. Video won't. Video won't carry on, it'll barely carry on three, it will carry on four and better on five. 
So you're, you're, when you start looking at the expanse of your audience, the, the audio platforms are easier to download, easier to transmit, easier to pick up anywhere in the world. And what we forget too often is there's a lot of the world that is still on 3G and some places even on 2, especially in Africa. Right. right? Well, I think it goes back to your point too, and it's, and it's worth you know, iterating look at the length of TikTok videos. Look, look, I mean, there is a reason and a purpose behind the, the, the shortness of those. You can try to condense everything down into 144 characters on Twitter or, you know, whatever on truth, but they, they purposely condensed it down to within what 90 seconds or, you know, two minutes. There's a reason why. And that's because you said the attention span mm -hmm. that I don't do video. Cause I don't want to look like mine's a hostage video. That's what <laughs> mine's going to look like. <laughs> is he trying so to tell us something while he's blinking? We would yes. like proof of life. Is this you <laughs> going to have some guy behind you and like, uh, mm -hmm. he's, he's got to yes. have some sort of hood or mask on. Right. <laughs> That'd be great. Why does he look scared? Does he try, he, I think he peed himself, you know, but on audio, you don't, I mean, I could pee myself. You guys wouldn't even know it. I've done it twice, but now you know, but no, I, but you, you're right in audio in, in, in even on zoom, it's still neat and it's comfortable, but you're not worried about how you look and you're, and like you were saying, I think that's a lot of it. When you're talking to people, they don't want to come on audio because, oh, I got to lose, you know, video, video, I've gained 10 pounds already because I've got, and that's going to add to the 60 Rona pounds that I haven't been able to get rid of. And <laughs> how am I going to look? And people are going to laugh See, that's at me. When, and I that's gotta, when you did the slim fast ad right there. Yes. <laughs> you're like, right. folks, I'm, I'm on Slim Fast. It's gonna, I'm going to show you what I look like down the way. Just stay with the podcast. I promise with, the results will, will show. Yeah, you want to see it? B-A-R-D-S. <laughs> there you go, your promo code. B-A-R-D-S. Slim Fast. That's it. No, that's pretty awesome. That's right. Oh, man. Like, oh, my gosh. Why is Greenpeace trying to throw him back in the water? <laughs> All right. Let so me throw him a herring. I'm gonna, you need to tell us what tongue in beef is. Tongue and beef that, you know what, that could be the name of the new show. <laughs> it might be. I mean, that, that's you're not notorious for that. Tongue line. and beef. Tongue, tongue in the beef and the tongue out of the cow is something that for those of you that have seen and know Punky is her favorite part of the cow, but tongue and beef um, really would actually be a good restaurant name too. Matter of fact, and I think we need a t-shirt, but if you, that, that would muscle. be Bears Department. If Bears that Online, be, we need a tongue and beef shirt. Go ahead. We need a tongue and beef shirt. So, you know, it's not really a bad part of the animal. Um, it is, like I said, it's a muscle. But it, when you, and this is going to get into when you guys start looking at buying cattle and buying your beef, buy local, buy if you're, you know, you need to support your local ranchers and your lo local hensters, the people selling chickens. And notice a lot of people doing that a lot more. That's one of the neat things. Selling hamsters or selling beef? Hamsters or no, no chickens. Hamsters. Okay. I thought you Let said selling you. hamsters. I was like, what? Is this hamsters, some new thing hamsters, in Texas hamsters. or something? I tried to start a, a, a hamster dairy once, but I found out my, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't figure out how to get the milk out because, you know, those little basters trying to suck them out. And then, you know, just a pro tip, don't, you can't ride your hamsters on horseback, all right? Your death loss is going to be really high. All right, so we know that hamsters are not part of the future of the food supply. No, okay, no, they're not. no, but they're but they're cute 
they're cute guinea pigs you can try because they think those little turkey baster things you can get enough out but you haven't lived until you've had hamster yogurt <laughs> that would be hamster milk yogurt right hamster milk yogurt yeah, yeah. yeah. and hamster okay. you know gouda cheese <laughs> This is going to be something new for the wokes. They're going to be like, I tell oh, you what, the people it's going to be so much on easier the on the environment. They just don't have those bovine farts. We'll be able to graze them indoors and have We're our just own milk to go green. Yeah, trying to go more green, lesser animals, smaller ones. <laughs> oh, man. I'll I, tell uh, you, that's, that would be called cultural retardation, which we're doing really well at lately. Keep going. We, you know, I, I, I brought up a deal on my show. Since we're going back to the beef, but... They're talking, uh, Penn State's going to work with Westinghouse creating a micro reactor that you can put on campuses to so they can generate energy through nuclear energy. And I thought nuclear energy was a no no, right? Yeah, yeah, but see, Oregon State has had one since the 80s. Yeah. And no one's talks about it. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. there's a quiet little health secret in the world that Oregon State actually mastered the safe nuclear reactor that is on campus. It's on the edge of campus. But if you would like to know who comes and studies it the most, it would be Iraqis, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, so we have had nuclear energy for a long time. I did a story today that France and Hungary are, uh, they're getting ahead of the curve and they're going to oppose any sanctions on Russian nuclear energy. Since we blew up uh, the Nord Stream pipeline, I think they're trying to get ahead of that. Yeah, there, that's a whole nother mess. You know, this is the one thing that we've everyone needs to keep their eye on is all these moving parts of what they're trying to avoid because everything is, is collapsing at one time. And that's one thing that motivates this other side to create massive psyops and massive false flags to try to keep your eyes off of things like the Biden administration's knowledge or the knowledge now that the Biden administration approved the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which, by the way, Thanks to the Navy Navy men who were part of that. Good job, dudes, and the uh, and nice job CIA. I mean, all of this is coming out next week on the twenty second of February at the national in the UN Security Council as Russia has called a meeting to present yep. the facts and their facts now that they're using as part of their case as U.S. journalism. Just so we say it. Yeah, they're going to use Seymour Hersh's article. Mm-hmm. Now you know he's he's only one sourced that, but. So for me, I know that I know I, it, it's not out of the realm. Biden said it once. Victoria Newland said it twice that they were going to blow it up. Right. So it's not like a hidden uh, that th- th- this administration didn't have plans for that. So whether uh, it was done through, uh, you know, uh, a, a NATO country or they or they deployed out of a NATO country or or what, they still blew it up and they made they made no bones about blowing it up. Um, I think what you were just talking about the collapse that gets back, that does get back into the beef. And that's why it is important that, that when he, when Scott's been very forward thinking in, in a, a lot of you have taken it to heart very well. And you begin to disseminate that information outwardly and then connect with other people who have always been like-minded with homesteading and the resistant chicks are very good with that. And that is buying local or at least growing your own stuff growing your own food, using the, that way, you know, where your food is coming from. Yes. The contrails are out there. Yes. We have trains blowing up and spreading all sorts of shiitake mushroom stuff far and wide, <laughs> but you're yeah. still using your, you're still growing and you're being good stewards. You're doing what God has told you to do with the, with the, the land and the place that you have been given. 
for some it's larger for some it's smaller but you're still doing you're still doing and then you can also extricate yourself out of the matrix from the grocery stores and the big box places and things like that then as you grow in abundance then you can begin to share and then you can then in a form barter and trade hey i've got i've got some corn for your beets it's 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 that type of thing or i don't, i've got plenty of grain but i don't have any meat hey cattle guy um, like we're going to, um, we're going to make a trade here in the next three months as one of our calves gets up. We're not going to, we, we've got, we've got one set aside and there's a cost factor to that. Cause you've got, you've got it growing. We're going to finish it out and then we've got to pay to get it slaughtered. So we're on the list, but then we're going to take one and we're going to trade and we're going to get goats and sheep instead Yep. from the goat, from the German goat and sheep guys. Now we've got three different, uh, you know, proteins and, and we can, we can put the sheep in a, in, in one place and, and where the cattle won't go. There's all sorts of stuff that you, that you can do well, with the food that you grow. Right. And the scaling of this is important. I've been really working with the scaling model a lot as we move into summer. So you've got for an urban homestead, which is part of the model, you, you need to have growing your own fruits and vegetables is not hard, just takes time. Um, mm. but getting your proteins is what's challenging. So if you add to that in an urban homestead, very easy to add chickens, which gives you meat and eggs, right? And it's mm. also another element you can add in there for the full body nutrition is bees. So bees can be handled there in a, in most towns. If you check your local ordinance, you're going to find that they actually allow urban beekeeping. Oregon's bizarre. Mm-hmm. I've talked about this because we're a blue communist run state. And they are all worried about biodiversity, which is wonderful because now they've mandated that we're supposed to support um, urban beekeeping. The total, the model that I've looked at kind of in what you just carrying on from what you just said, that's fairly easy on larger property. Cattle are still a home run because the overall work for cattle to what you get in return is, is not extraordinary. It does take work and take learning, but you get a tremendous amount out from a cow from, from what you put in. The for milk, I would encourage, and I'm I'm looking at it, and I will tell you the motivator for this is my dad who grew up with it. I'm not haven't been a big fan, but we're definitely looking at going to milking goats because mm-hmm. they're far more easy to maintain than a cow for milking, and they're much more adaptive to the various things that they can eat. And then the third element for your protein is chickens, which is and there's two types, and I know everybody everybody that does this knows this, but this is just for general information. You have your fryers, which are one type of chicken, which are great to put in chicken tractors and move around, and you've got your egg layers. So you kind of have to decide. But if you already have beef and you have your milk from goats and then you have your chickens in a egg capacity, you don't, you can, you don't have to have necessarily two types of chickens. But all of this, and, and, and just so I can finish this, all of this idea that I've just laid out there is about rotations on pastures so that you enhance the health of the soil, the biome, so that you are able to effectively wean all animals off of vaccines. That is the bottom line and what makes the difference. Right, 100%. And you're growing Angus. Right. And Angus cattle, if you, can't have, if, you don't have a, if you don't have a Jersey cow or you don't have a Holstein cow, Angus cows are the next best for milk. They're, they're, they, they're, they're, their milk is going to have a, 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 a better high 
cream content than a lot of the other breeds. Really? So you get, okay. yeah, you get a dual use out of them, but it's still not bad to have a, you know, so a what, what about a black baldy at the milk that comes out of that? It, it's not, if it, it, it's, it's still okay. It's not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing, right? It, it, it may have a different <laughs> if, taste. It's if, gonna, if the milk coming out of the cow kills me, we have a problem. We're all, it's time for Jesus to come back and we can all go home. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'll it. tell you what, you, you can, here's a, here's a test. You can get some, go ahead and get some. Now getting it is the trick. That's yeah. getting the mama cow away from the calf and getting her yeah, good luck you know, by her. herself and taking it out of her. And then you can figure out how to get that to where you can put that in the homemade ice cream maker. Yeah. And you can tell us. Well, that's, I'm, I'm after I fight the cow, I'll let you know how that ice cream maker works. <laughs> yeah. She, she likes but, her calf right now. now you know, I've got you a, bet. you know, I've got a new um, red Angus calf, right? I think I told you that. It, you did. Yeah, that did was, you get that? Yeah, did it was the bull, the bull that was born, the, the baby bull that was bull calf that was born on my birthday. I did pick him up. So, yeah. yeah. So that right was the guy, the guy that I'm working cows with. And he's, I mean, he's great. Super. I mean, this guy's 27 or so and just has done yeah. this since he's been 14. And he's got so much knowledge and so much energy. So it's just fantastic to work that with him. And so he is, um, he had the red Angus. That gave birth because he had, we had a mixed we have our herds mixed right now, and so right. that Angus give gave birth to this baby calf on my birthday. So I called him up and I said I want it, and he's like yours if you want it. So it's now it's we're, we we share the herds, but I'm saying it's officially in my herd, if you will. Right? Is it a bull calf? It's a bull calf, and bull we're gonna calf, we're yeah. gonna use it for breeding. Which is the great thing is is that that as a red Angus and it's coming from his line. That's going to give mm-hmm. us fresh breeding stock into my line. And then we right. have a uh, Hereford bull that um, I've been concerned about the bull maybe being gay because he has not been doing his job. And I was wondering if the LGBT community infected him. But it, just to prove the point, he called me today and he says, uh, I just wanted to let you know that I just had a new baby calf and it came from that bull and I have proof that he does work. And I said, good. I'm really happy to hear that because I was beginning <laughs> to think his bullets had gone become blanks or something, you know. The bulls you get to name and you can even name the cows. You don't name the calves, but the bulls you get to name. Yeah, I've if, got he didn't, a- if he wasn't producing, you just call him bullshift. <laughs> I'd call him probably, probably something worse. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably call him something worse. If he keeps it up. I'm going to call him hamburger if he doesn't produce. I'll tell you that right like, now. How did his How did his hair get purple? <laughs> <laughs> what exactly happened to you? I thought you. What were is a, going on exactly, in Oregon? Who's doing your hair? Did you go these to days? Portland? <laughs> you went to Portland. That's always a concern coming down from Portland. You never know what type of virus floats in the air. It's like some sort right. of gay virus that hits the cows. Oh, my you gosh. Know. What's the name of your bull? Kate Brown. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we are gonna, if we start doing that, then we're going to have to get into Tina Kotek, who's a lesbian, and that's going to infect my my other girl cows. So we have to be careful about right? that, too. We're going to be like, hey, well, how did you guys go from long hair to short hair? <laughs> <laughs> how come you're a butch cow now? That's what I want to know. What happened? That wasn't supposed to be my, like that. My, my cows are going to be good in the winter because they wear flannel. <laughs> How'd you get the Doc Martens on the hoofs? <laughs> I'll tell you right now. That's yeah, it ain't, it ain't happening. So Mm-mm. no, you know what you have, but you have really good, and it's it. You, you've talked about the the. I know we got to go because we got. 
but a little bit, a little a bit minute more. Left. Yeah. Now we can go a little bit more, but keep going. Um, you've got a lot of roll to your country. Yes. But you have a you have some really good grass, and it, it's um, it's a pleasure to see from a guy who's um, you know, our grass maybe gets up about two inches at the most. We just happen to sit in a place that the rain kind of comes through, but then it'll bypass and then it'll kick off to the north. Yeah, that would be uh, called the northeast. desert. That would be called the desert. Yeah, it feels very deserty. <laughs> well, when my 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 great great grandparents moved from Germany back in the mid eighteen hundreds, they were Herefords were really what they were growing, and my grandmother, uh, my great grandfather had lost an arm in World War One, and she took over the herd. She was the first one to introduce Herefords into the hill country. And so, um, they can withstand the heat a little bit better. Yeah. And then, uh, but we've moved long past moved into Angus, but, um, it's a it, ranching is ranching and it's neat. It's, it's, you get to know your cattle, you get to look at your cattle, you can gauge their personalities mm-hmm. and they each have different ones. Um, you can also see the ones that do have the crazy eye, and yep. then it's just a matter of getting them. Well, yeah, and that the, was the one that turned into two hundred or into hamburger four hundred dollars, yep. four hundred pounds. Just a of matter of getting it in the corral and off the off the place. Yeah, that's where she went, and that was it. And so. that's neat, though. It's you you get to learn them, and um, this herd um, has been forty years now your herd with my grand yeah my wow, grandmother that's huge uh went back there and uh, moved back to the place and then with my uncle and they got a, a kind of hodgepodge of cows but we had an, they've always had angus bulls and we've moved we're all back into angus now and um but they've just the the my uncle wants to sell he likes to sell the cows so when you sell you go to take it to the sale barn sell the mama cow because you know you've had it 10 11 maybe 12 years my grandmother and i i'm i'm more like she was that cow grew up there on that place they're gonna die on that place and you never know if that animal you know it could be 13 years old if she throws another calf she throws another calf yep if she doesn't then the odds are high that we'll you know you go walking around you go hunting you go hiking you do whatever you're going to come across where she passed yeah that's pretty awesome the one thing I will say that's the the blessing up here with the grass that we have and the weather that we've been having, we really can just about finish them on this grass. We don't have to pull them. Mm-hmm. It depends on how people like to do it. But I the test was this last, our, our crazy cow that we butchered, she was completely fed on grass. And I'm going to tell you, that beef is some of the best I've had. So the the grass is, has an amazing really good finish for the cattle and it's come it would be completely grass-fed that's something i'm more in favor of rather than getting this gmo altered corn to feed them at the end right right i agree with that they don't marble what's that depending on the type of grass they don't marble as well um when you go pure grass-fed cattle they don't marble as well as those that have corn because when you flake the corn um, and you steam it. If you guys have ever had corn flakes, that's basically what they eat, but they look for the starch that's around the edges of the flakes of the corn. That's what produces the fat. That's what produces the, and the fat goes in between the muscles and in the fibers of the muscles 
and and they grade based off of I think it's at the fourth rib where they cut for the ribeye. That's how they grade from no roll to select to choice to prime. Um, then you have different breeds, Wagyu, mm -hmm. Kobe. They're going to a lot of fat, right. but they don't do a lot of walking. So that's just kind of how that is. But it's interesting to see the grass-fed guys like you who, who talk about having a really good taste. Well, honestly, as we get into the place that we're going to now economically and societal, um, it's not about it's not going to be about how much marbling is going to be in your, in your beef so that you can, you know, sell it to the, the, the best restaurant in your city. No, um, that, that idea, that's why I didn't, I ended up not pursuing getting a Wagyu bull to mix with my Angus cows. Cause that's going to be, you know, that F1 cross is going to be a tremendous animal. It's going to be, it's going to produce a lot of good quality, good tasting beef. Without the having, I mean, I can market it as Angus Wagyu, but now it's, we've moved away from that to how can we provide good food and a good food source that doesn't hurt people, that's right. not GMO, that doesn't have vaccines in them, but is going to sustain their, their life. I mean, you look at John Wayne movies, those guys, were, he, they were running Corinthians, they were running Spanish cattle and, and Herefords. Mm -hmm those animals don't have a lot of muscle. Plus they were having to run them all the way up from Texas to, to Kansas. Right. The, yeah. We're definitely going, a, we're into a new model now. And I think this is yeah, where definitely in the part of the reason I am very much in favor of finishing them on grass. And if I can find the source this year or any year of non GMO corn to finish them, that may be an option. But the reason I like the grass is not only the purity, but it doesn't require any external imports. So it's sustainable right. within the property that you have. That's a big deal because right now the biggest problem I saw with this drought that hit Texas is that there was so much reliance. They ended up having so much reliance on import from outside their farms and mm -hmm. ranches, to, and they ended up having to really cull a lot of their cattle. Now, I'm not saying that was a normal, but it's definitely something we all have to start thinking about in with this weather that's about as predictable as Frogger. Um, it's, you know, I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's crazyville. So we it have to keep weird. that in mind and there's take advantage of what we have on our properties to manage and sustain what we have. So there you well, go. You know, it also causes you to look at other, <clears throat> other feed sources. One of the things that, um, we're actually kind of considering is beginning to grow hemp. Yeah. Well, it's a great option and it's a good, it one. is. Yes. And you can use it as a fiber and it's got, a, it's got some protein in it, but it, it's definitely not a bad, uh, a, a bad filler starter ration for, you know, the new calves that are weaned and you want to get them into feed, but it gives you another opportunity to be able to use the hemp plant. Once you've extracted the oil, if you're going to make, you know, whatever you're going to do with it, but you can chop it up and you can feed it to them. And you can, I think the studies coming out of Oklahoma state, in Kansas State, it, it it's not in the meat after 45 days to 60 days. So you can cut that off at that point, and you can continue your regular feeding process and, and program. But it, it's definitely another thing that you can grow in addition to grass, or even if you're growing coastal wheat, coastal hay. Mm -hmm. um, we've thought about growing our own alfalfa because alfalfa has gotten very high, but it, it's it's, it's a very hot ration for cattle. Definitely you horse people know that too. It, you know, a horse can call it pretty quickly on alfalfa, but a, a, a cow or calf 
it'll bloat that animal. They don't have, they don't burp. Well, and, and one of the things we're looking at here is rye because Oregon's yes. good with rye and rye yeah. is a great grass because it's, it's stocky, it's uh, dense and it's got good protein mix to it. So mm-hmm. that's something that where rather than trying to change the field, because we've got really good grass on it, we're just going to overseed with rye and just let right. it take root and then let it grow. So, well, and I'm, you're in control of what you put, like you were saying, you're in control of, of, of the seed that you put in it mm-hmm. and how you fertilize it. Yep. And, and yeah, I know how to fertilize. It's coming out the back of the cow. That's how my coming back. You yeah, betcha. It's coming right back that's in the, the field. That's the other thing too, is you learn is, is you begin to, if you're going to grow and finish your own calves out, that's one of the byproducts that we've obviously caught onto the feed yards. you see the, if you guys drive by feed yards, you see the big mounds and it says, you know, be careful dust. Well, that's not dust. That's dung, dried dung blowing across the highway. <laughs> But in your own, do not place, roll your window can, down and take a deep, deep you breath. You don't. It's not the smell of money. It's the smell of crap. That's what it is. Okay, <laughs> that's a lie. It is. It is money, but it's it's crap, and it's bull crap. And so, <laughs> literally, literally. So this goes along with the, running a nonprofit. Once you start raising cows, you are officially a nonprofit. Just so we can say this, right? Exactly. Not, you not for profit, and we're full for of profit. bull crap. That's it, right there. But you can take that then, and now you can, just like they normally do, the feed yards will take them, they'll have it, the guys that, that come in with the trucks, they'll take them, and then that, that's what they'll put them in, uh, run the fields with. Instead yeah, of awesome. guys that have to use the the, the, the sprayers, they just use that to, for their fields. Well, I'm looking at the time. It's great having you on. Uh, it's awesome. Where, where, what is your podcast name so people can find it? The Conley on Podbean. On Podbean. The Conley. The Conley. Yeah. All right, yeah, that's not difficult. The Conley, C O N L E E. So just yes, so sir. people know, good. Get over there and listen to the Conley. It's awesome. It's great having you. It's an honor. Always close with a prayer. Would you like to do the prayer tonight? You bet, brother. Okay. You bet. You guys bow your heads, Father. We are so thankful for this show. We're so thankful for this man, and we're so thankful for this family of 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 Bard's Nation kids that uh, you have brought together. We are so grateful that it's growing and adding every day. We are so blessed to be able to be called your kids. We are so grateful for the sacrifice that you made with your son so that we can have a relationship with him and you through him, that we can come to you anytime we want to with the heaviness of our heart, with the, with the joys of our heart. We can talk to you anytime we want to. We want to be able to show and tell other people what that's like. Continue to give us the strength and the courage to, to just step out of our box with no fear because you've told us, one, not to be anxious about anything and to have no fear so that we can tell other people the neat thing that we have, which is a relationship with Jesus and with you. It is always in your name that we pray every single day and night. Amen. Amen. Nice prayer. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Hey, well, I'm really happy for you. Uh, people, make sure Thank and you. check out, I mean, everybody here probably should know, but if you don't know, the Conley over on Podbean. I want to see that grow. You're doing a great job. So, Thank you. That's awesome. You. It's been a blessing. To, it's, and it's been a, and I'm humbled that you were just in chat. Hey, man, you want to come on? Sure. Oh, absolutely. Not? No, it's good. And we'll, have to, we'll have to do this again. There's a, people are, seem to be laughing a lot tonight. I don't know why we've had a very serious podcast this evening. (laughs) 
This has been very serious topics to talk about, like hand puppetry, glazed donuts, and tongue and beef. So that's good. Tongue and beef. Tongue and beef tacos. <laughs> that's a fave. That's a fave of the fam. That's it. All right, Punky, you got your challenges on your taco truck. Let's get that rolling. All right, man. God bless you. We'll talk soon. You too, brother. Okay. Thanks, man. Later. Later. Well, Patriots, <laughs> the Conley, the one and only. Hope you enjoyed that. Always a blessing, and it's always so inspiring to see the voices rising up in podcasting. So that's great. We're going to take over the world one way or the other, one word at a time. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom subdue and crush the enemy mission forward patriots i'll see you tonight for fishers of men until then or until the next time god bless and out for now we shall pay any price bear any burden meet any hardship support any friend oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal, but that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait, but this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
an old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.